0: Hello. Hello, Marilyn. How are you? Hey Dan Benjamin. How's it going? Going pretty good. Pretty woo. pretty good. What's up with you? Oh man, I'm partying. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Doing uh doing pretty good. I really am. Yeah? <laughs> no. Uh <laughs> I had a pretty good night's sleep. And uh, you know, I got up and I had some coffee and mm-hmm. uh, you know, looked out my window, greeted the dogs. The dogs? Know? Yeah, you know, you get to know the dogs of your neighborhood, and I greet them. I say, hi, big dog. Hi, little dog. They don't hear
0: me. They're dogs. (laughs) Maybe they do hear you.
1: Well, they're so cute. There's a big Sheba that always walks way out in front, and there's an adorable little corgi that's always way behind. And he walks like this, dip, 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 his little tail wagon. I'm getting kind of a thing for corgis, and it's a little bit concerning.
0: Those are the uh, royal dogs I think they have in the UK.
1: Oh, you should read about it read the wikipedia page it's fascinating uh the queen the monarch as you as you say uh has had corgis for for years <laughs> it's the monarchical uh canine and uh you know they come and gone as you do but uh she treats them very well they get carried around from place to place <clears throat> each each corgi has a, a different bespoke menu for each meal and then they're fed in order of seniority really
0: mhm yeah and there's a lot to that. Oh, are you kidding me? It's a monarchy. Like, what are they you eating? A, are they eating lamb or what are they eating? I don't know. I didn't
1: get to the bespoke part of the menu, but I, I, I'm guessing it's probably some. You know, probably no grains, right? We don't want grains. <laughs> you should look up. I'm gonna say corgi crossbreeds, and the amazing thing is that a corgi mixed with any other breed of dog. Makes it look like a corgi dressed up as that breed of dog. And it's pretty <laughs> darn cute. I'm referring here to, uh, I'll send this to you, something called thatcutesite.com. Okay. Okay. Not not a fake news outlet. Look at those guys. I, I know you're not a huge dog fan, but I mean, you can appreciate the idea of a dog.
0: Sure. I have no problem with people. You know, people have dogs and, and they love them. They let them live in the house with them. Yeah, right in there.
1: Look at that. Look at that. Look at that basset hound cross with a corgi. <laughs> Look at the beagle.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh my god, that's weird.
0: Oh, they're so cute. <gasps> look that's at really the corgi chihuahua. Really weird. <laughs> it's so.
1: But isn't it? And, oh, cockapoo mixed with a
0: corgi. Whatever. Come whatever on. hits people and makes them look at that and and see the cuteness. I don't see it the same way that other people mm. see it. I, that Gene missed me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gene missed you. Yeah,
1: I I put it in show notes uh, so people can go and uh, do their own due diligence. A Papillon, look at those ears. Yeah, Iranian. Like oh, I can I can f- appreciate
0: dog. it, but it's not not for
1: me. Yeah, not your jam. Yeah. Anyway, I greet the dogs, and then and then so so big dog is usually way far ahead they got those those leashes that kind of like with the, like a fishing reel <clears throat> and so a big dog is always way out in front and then little dog is way behind and then big dog will stop in the park to do his business and then little dog will just stand there and look at the pet companion and just with tail wagging doop 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 I think I want a corky. Oh, I don't need a dog I don't need a dog I don't need a dog I don't need an iPad I need to be talked out of all of these things <sighs>
0: We got a cat, you know. Yeah, you know, some people have cats and dogs, too. Yeah. Do you have anything uh, smaller, like a hamster or a gerbil or a little parakeet or anything?
1: No, all we have is the cat and the child. The um, kids are,
0: are on a on a tirade now. They both really, really want a cat. And they're, tr- they're doing that thing that kids do where, well, since you won't let us get a cat, could mm-hmm. we get a guinea pig? Could we get a hamster? Could we get a bird? Mm-hmm. And it's always no. It's no, 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 no.
1: I don't think you want hardly any of those things.
0: I don't want any of them. I've had all of them. I've had, growing up, I had almost every pet within, I mean, not like, I, I never had exotic pets, like a tarantula, of course, or anything. Did you ever
1: have a ball python, Dan?
0: I did not ever go through that stage where I thought. The snake, the snake stage. Yeah, You know? No, but I had hamsters and guinea pigs, and I had one of those lizards, the iguanas. I had that. I had cats, lots of cats.
1: I was acquainted with a family that had a very, 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 I don't want to be ableist, a very, um, how does one say, obese guinea pig, and they basically gave the <laughs> guinea pig an entire room, and the entire room was like one big guinea pig cage. There was like lettuce and, and cedar chips everywhere. It was, Could, it, was it, could very, it have been uh, a capybara? I would, you know what else is good is a wombat. You ever look at a wombat?
0: Look at a wombat. Go search on a wombat. Yeah, no, I know all about them. They're pretty cool. You know about wombats? Oh, yeah. Ask look me anything that. you want to know about a wombat. I've got I've got the details. Are they adorable? Yes. Mm-hmm. They are. They look They look much cuter than a capybara because their faces are more compressed. Let me pull up a picture and make sure I'm getting this right. Capybara, I believe,
1: yeah. is the largest
0: rodent. Sure. Why not?
1: Look at this one. Oh, look at that. Okay. I feel like the
0: wombat's related to, it's like a, a kinder, gentler version of a Tasmanian devil.
1: Okay, or or maybe like a um like a Canadian Wolverine, like it's like super polite. <laughs> Actually, Wolverine is Canadian. Wolverine so story,
0: is Canadian, so.
1: story checks out. <laughs> Lives to be a hundred and fifty.
0: Look at oh, these little guys; so they're really
1: look cute. At, look at those teeth. Do you think they're friendly? They sure look friendly. You know, it's like going up to any animal; you gotta let it sniff your hand. I bet. I confuse it with a wallaby. A wallaby's like a like a. Uh, a petite kangaroo, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't care for those. Yeah.
0: Nothing's worse see, what than, what a, than a, a, like a petite kangaroo.
1: Oh, come on. Make up your mind. Are you going to be a kangaroo or are you going to be – come on. Are wallabies kangaroos? They're very similar marsupials.
0: Hmm. hmm. Ah, you want to button this up? Yeah, let's do it.
1: Dan Walrata, well, why don't you tell people where to find show notes for episode 328 of your Back to Work
0: program? 328 already?
1: 328, 328.
0: Oh my goodness. Five by five T V slash B as in boys. Two is in the number. W as in wallaby. Oh, they're so cute. Look at that nose. Slash three two eight. No,
1: wallabies. Screw wallabies. I'm talking about wombats. Let's talk about something important.
0: Wombats versus wallabies. Topic mm-hmm. for today.
1: Oh, look, this one's eating a carrot and a corn on the cob. Look at, oh, look are at those are they both feet.
0: Australian? Yes,
1: I think so. They also have a lot of spiders there. Okay. <laughs> oh here's here's the here's the wombat coming Did I tell up. you about it's, the uh,
0: spider that I ran into right after the show last week. Did you conjure it, Dan? No, um okay. there was this sort of sickly looking white anemic spider in the hallway Ugh. leading from the office to the elevator, and it they just there were several of them different over different parts of the hallway, and they're just they're doing something I haven't really seen a lot of spiders do. They're just hanging from their web. They weren't making a, a web to catch bugs in. They weren't in route to anything. They're just hanging at about eye level, like a Halloween decoration,
1: mm.
0: just hanging on a on a single thread, not doing anything, not moving, not in transit, just hanging with their little legs splayed out, as if they're waiting to embrace your face like a face hugger from Alien. Yeah, I don't know. They looked a lot al- like that.
1: Was it albino-ish or just happened yeah. to be like colored? No, was it translucent?
0: No, it was okay. opaque.
1: Opaque spiders,
0: and they're just hanging. And I saw molt, and uh, I don't know what was going on. Multiple ones of them out there, mm. just that one day, and then they were gone. It's really <sighs> yeah. weird. Yeah,
1: I, I like spiders. My family doesn't like them.
0: I like them. I like your family. I, th- I feel
1: like spiders are good luck.
0: John Roderick says that he will. If he finds a spider in his home, he will go out of his way, unlike other bugs, which technically spiders aren't a bug. I get it. Mm, so He will go out of his way to capture it and take it outside and release it. Catch and the catch and the old catch and release. Catch and
1: release. Yep. Just like in John Wick. <laughs> so the uh, so but he does it in a kind way. I think, yes, with kindness in his heart. Kind of in his heart, but he's got Seattle's. I, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to upset our 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 C-TAC listeners. I think Seattle's got a little bit of a spider problem, from what I can understand. Ugh. There's a time of year when they're just everywhere. You're just walking
0: through stuff, and there's no, just spiders no, no, everywhere. No no, 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 that's silly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a spider in episode two of American Gods. I don't want to spoil it.
1: Oh yeah, have you I, watched this yet? Uh, I subscribed. I couldn't get it anywhere. It's been removed from all of the trucks, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I signed up for the seven-day trial of Stars. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it. I, I just watched the beginning. It's um, There's a lot of violence.
0: There is. The first episode was especially violent, and I don't – you know me. I don't care for that. But it was – I got through it. It was fine, and – I heard
1: a, around episode four or five, it really comes to life. That's what I
0: heard. Well, I'm in episode two now, and I really, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, other than the violent stuff, uh, but it, it the premise, and, and I don't think this is a spoiler at all, uh, because it's in the description uh, that stars promoted is that apparently the gods that we think of,
1: the old gods and the new gods, the
0: old, the gods are real, and there are old gods. And the old gods are like the ones that we know, I guess, I don't know if they, I'm not far enough into the show to know what kind of names they have, but though all of the gods of all the different um, cultures, I guess, are real, but that there are new gods and the new gods are like media and technology and other things like that. So it's, uh, and maybe perhaps they seem to be at war with the old gods or all the gods are, I don't know. Uh, but no, it's so I, far I, it's gonna, interesting.
1: I'm going to give it a swing. I, I may. I don't want stars. Uh, I signed up for it, and it just—it's like, oh boy, this is a really good example of like what I don't want. Yeah. G- given the other things I'm already subscribed to, so well, they don't even spell it right. They can't even spell it right. It seems like they would catch that at some point, right? Or they maybe they had to think- change it change it for legal reasons. Maybe they got sued by the the galaxy or something. <laughs> Not the galaxy. Sorry, the <laughs> the sol- solar system. <sighs> don't email to
0: no i think they spelled it wrong once and they're like oh my god how did they get through and this you know what the guy in the back of the room is like listen guys you're overthinking this let's just run with it where it's, it's with the z with it. now
1: it's like discovering penicillin
0: <laughs> that's exactly what it was like
1: right I and mean, yes. was that kind of an accident
0: absolutely the guy left a piece of bread out overnight got mm-hmm. sick ate it got better
1: hmm. did your kids eat bread
0: You don't even buy bread, right? No. Uh, We get up – there is like a gluten-free bread that they get sometimes. That's not bread, Dan. That's not bread. That's why I said no when you asked. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) I was thinking ahead.
1: Uh, You know, I'll have a gluten-free bun sometimes. I'd almost rather do a lettuce wrap. I'd like to see a new kind of bespoke scientific lettuce that's a heartier green leaf or romaine lettuce. I'd like to see a heartier lettuce because I like a wrap – but it does make it uh, makes it kind of kind of difficult to, to uh, as a hand food.
0: Do you what is the thing that they call? Is it just a lettuce wrap or whatever? When you eat it, like uh, usually the Asian restaurants will do it, where they'll do like a like lettuce and they'll put some kind of ground up. Oh, lettuce cups, lettuce cups, some lettuce I don't, cups, wool.
1: Yeah, they give I'm you half a head of iceberg, and you just go to town with it. I've had a um, when I'm traveling, uh, I will some, and I and you're only like the only easy food is kind of sketchy food. I want to say Carl's Jr. has mm. a
0: pretty good uh, lettuce wrap, greasy burger. I've always been puzzled by the Carl's Jr. names because it's yeah. it's Carl apostrophe s Carl's Jr. His Jr. Junior. Like Carl Junior's is right, right. but it's what like does attorney's, mean? Like, is it? Like
1: attorneys general? <laughs> I think that's exactly what what it's like. There's going to be a gathering of all the Carl's Jr. Carl Carl's Jr. If you have a daddy named Carl you're welcome
0: here is it that Carl's junior meaning son of Carl
1: oh of Carl I to call my wife of Merlin or is it uh, his junior like this really is
0: this is friend. Merlin's car this is Merlin's yes. junior oh yes, nice please. to meet you Merlin's junior should be like Carl O Merlin or is the burger the mm. junior
1: well let's find out what
0: is that other place that you guys have up there? Charles Jr. is Beard, Beard Papa's.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't. That's not my jam. What is a that's,
0: Beard Papa's? It's a cream puff.
1: It's like a flaky pastry, like a full of cheesy cream sauce.
0: I saw People signs love it. for it while I was visiting the last time, and everyone yes. was just, they were going on and on about everywhere I looked Beard Papa's.
1: It's kind of like Krispy Kreme for people with a master's degree. <laughs> they've, they've got it at the, uh, at the Westfield near the Lobster Me. Now, I enjoy a Lobster Me. I'll go to Lobster Me and, I'll get, and I'll,
0: I'll, get, I'll get a lobster dish. Like, hey, buddy, Lobster Me over here. Lobster Me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's costly, but it's pretty good. The, the, the really kick-ass place in our Westfield is the, uh, the Korean barbecue place. That place goes great guns. And that's 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 what my kid wants when we go there. And then, of course, it's about four times more food than she can possibly eat. So I end up not getting what I want, and I just eat whatever she leaves oh, behind. Yeah, that's smart. That's a nice feeling. I don't really get my own food anymore. That's not entirely true. Sometimes we cook two meals, and that doesn't feel good. But sometimes, sometimes you know, we want something that's a little more ambitious, and she just wants something to put butter on that's white. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a white corn, like a white corn, corn cob, be a, a bread. It could be if he's silly, uh. But you know, I got her to try a meatball sub, and she really liked it. Now really? she claims she claims that after hamburgers, it's her favorite sandwich. I,
0: I loved when I used to work at I used to work at a place called Dino's Pizza, mm. and it was I had two jobs. One of them was working at the Publix doing uh, <laughs> bagging groceries, and then eventually, yeah,
1: and I, I still miss still miss Publix me too.
0: Me too. Promoted to, to Stockman, and at <laughs> the same time. In the evenings, I would ride my bike down the street and go work at the Dino's. And this was like a little Italian restaurant that's, they did pizzas and subs. And they did some other things that weren't that great. Like they would do like a, a veal parmesan, a chicken parm, eggplant parm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and a lot of it involved, like the ingredients were fresh, but everything was kind of finished in the in the microwave for some reason, like they melt oh, no. the cheese or something. I don't know. But the subs were not like that. And they used to, the meatball sub. I'd never had a meatball sub until I went started working there. And the way they ah. put it and they would put it into the pizza oven at the end to melt the cheese yeah. and toast it up. Oh my, oh, God. my God, it's so good. Well, oh, I was God. explaining
1: to my daughter, the nice thing about a meatball sub is it's what I would call a, a high floor food <laughs> where like even the worst <laughs> sub you get 80% of the time Will not be as bad as the worst of something else that you get. Now veal oh. parm, I mean, if you're not moving enough of those units, you're going to get some nasty parm. Uh, but with, with a meatball sub, I mean, yeah, some are obviously better than others. But I think it's important to find low floor foods. No, an Italian sub, same thing. It might not be the greatest thing, but a lot of the taste of the uh, of an Italian sub comes out of stuff like the oils and the you know and the whatnots. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You don't you don't buy gluten stuff to have in the house. No. Yeah.
0: No, we haven't for maybe seven or eight, eight, seven years at least. That's smart. But it made (laughs) a big difference for, for us, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. You know, know. and a lot of people who, who do that, they, they struggle with it because they really enjoy a lot of the wonderful tasting foods that, that are out there. Pasta, you know, good, good bread that actually has a taste and a texture.
1: Yeah, but it's empty calories And it's not necessarily very, very good for your tummy. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things though. It's not unlike coffee in a couple ways where, well, obviously coffee is special, but it's, it's a little bit like coffee where like once you're well and truly off it for a few days, it becomes a lot less difficult. But getting to that point is very difficult because also it's a convenience food. And we've, we've talked about this numerous times on here. Well, I I struggle with like, oh, I forgot to eat and it's three o'clock and now I got to go do a thing. What am I going to get? And most of the options, it's like eating out of a, you know, a hotel vending machine or something. Uh, do they even have those anymore? It's like raiding the mini bar. Like you're not going to get our, a uh, elk jerky out of there. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I try to minimize it. I try to not have it, you know, when I can. And sometimes I end up throwing a lot of food away and I don't like it. Sometimes I'll buy two sandwiches and eat the filling and throw out most of the bread. Sure. You know? But you feel like a weirdo going and saying, Okay, you know that your menu's huge, but could you make this in a different way and wrap it in lettuce? And you're like, Oh, you're such a snowflake.
0: No, I hate doing that. I hate it any time or asking someone, Is this gluten free? Oh, hold on. It doesn't stay on the menu. Let me go back and see if we can if we can do it that way for you. Come back. I think it's not
1: generally not gluten free. I just hate I hate asking. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be careful. I'm learning a lot. I watched, I watch a lot of MSNBC now, which has not been that good for my <laughs> mental health yeah. in any number of ways. I can't. I, I, I'm I, trying
0: to imagine you sitting back, with getting a you know, oh getting a cold God. root beer, and oh, sure, just pulling just up a really chair,
1: hunker down, and listen to Rachel Maddow <laughs> explain Popcorn and a
0: hot maybe hot dogs. What are those little hot dogs they have? The tiny little ones and the, their little, little smokies. Yeah, yeah, with the tiny little buns. Oh, those are adorable. What those
1: are those? It could be like a little smoky. Pig, a, a, pig, a, a pig in a blanket gin, 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 or something? Pig, pig in a blanket could be a pig oh, in a blanket. A thing that's,
0: that's it's like thing. It's like a faux hors d'oeuvre. Donkey mm. in the
1: biscuit? Tiny. It's one of those things oh, where dog. like, I, I think a pig in a blanket canonically is you get your, you get some kind of a sausage wrapped up in some kind of a bread. Now, we would do that with crescent rolls because we're white trash. So we would buy <laughs> bread in a tube and then wrap that around some discount sausage and that's that's flavor country. Or you go to a wedding. You ever go to a wedding and and uh, and uh, they have a uh, hot dish, they hot 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 plate thing. You get like the the wieners in that sauce.
0: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what
1: that is. That that's I don't know uh, that's, what that's called. It's grape jelly and ketchup.
0: Look at this. They sell. You can buy. Like Oscar Mayer makes mini beef hot dogs. Just hmm. you can just go and buy them.
1: I could just eat eat them out of a bowl like Job of the Hut.
0: When I when I Googled tiny hot dogs and looked at images over and over and over again, I'm seeing a picture of a hamster eating peanuts, and I don't know why. Uh, Do you see could, the hamster?
1: You know, I know, no, I know why. I know why because you're 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 hitting one of the great YouTube memes, oh. which is tiny hamsters eating tiny food. Okay. Oh, it's really cute. Have you ever seen it? You ever seen the tiny hamster eat the burrito?
0: <laughs> No, but I'm sure oh, we're, I'm going to oh. look at it after the show.
1: Oh. When they have, they have the hamsters go on dates together and they keep knocking everything down, it's really, really cute. Have
0: you seen the one of the two guinea pigs riding the little scooters? Remote control no, scooters. That's the best thing on the internet right now. It's about a year oh. old, but I, I watch it daily.
1: I love the internet. There's so many great things here. Boy, look at these tiny hot dogs.
0: See, but yeah. it's the ones that they, I'm look, I'm, I think they're in a croissant style wrap roll, <laughs> the ones that I was imagining. And there's mm-hmm. a name. There's a name for these things.
1: Did you ever make bread in a tube when you were a kid? <gasps> yes. Like those, all those Pillsbury things? Yeah, where you, you, you pop, pop the, the thing. Yes. Yeah. it was kind of like Jiffy Pop. I mean, it kind of had like a built-in like fun factor to it because they showed you in the commercial how you're supposed to slam it on the edge of your counter. And right. that's pretty dynamic when you're living in Florida.
0: Oh, yeah. Big time. I love those things. And the Jiffy Pop, talk about fun. Making that oh. Jiffy Pop, sitting there shaking it while your hand's just burning a little bit. <laughs>
1: Hot dogs, grape jelly, ketchup. Crockpot Little Smokies with grape jelly sauce. Little Smokies. Little Smokies. Crockpot Little Smokies with grape jelly sauce.
0: Little Smokies. Little Smokies. That's
1: hmm. that. Yep. Yeah, Bacon Ray had a song called Little Smoky. <laughs> Lil, 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 Lil. Like Lil Sebastian. Lil oh, yeah. Sm- Lil, L-I-L. 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 L-O-L. Yep, yep, yep. It's been a big week. Dan, uh, important follow up from last week. Did you ever uh, reach out? Did you reach back? Did you ever reach around to our? <laughs> Did you touch base? Did you make contact? Did you ever explore with our listener who wanted something uh, doesn't like feedback on the show? Did you ever find out what it is that they want in lieu of feedback? No, I never.
0: I never heard heard back from them.
1: Okay, is that something you could you could work on? Yes,
0: I will. I will prioritize that
1: because I got some more this week. People are just going to be mad. Action item.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. What do I have? What do you got this week? I mean, I got some. I got some odds and sods. Oh, you know, let me promote something. Um, I want to. I want to promote this. Uh, Thursday night. I, I, I've known this for weeks and months, and I haven't been promoting it. Let me go to the site. Merlinm.com/slash/meetup. Thursday night, ungainly, X-Man meetup, number 17. And here's what you do. You come out to Two Cats Comics at 320 West Portal Avenue. You come out around 7.30 on Thursday, June 15th. And you meet me, you meet the other nerds, you look at comic books, you come and you hang out, you visit. You don't have to like comic books, but it's a very nice crowd. And I I have it on some authority that we may have a special guest. Oh, exciting. Yeah. I I, well, I I could tell you, but I don't I don't want to tell the audience because I can't guarantee that it's gonna happen. Okay.
0: Yeah, tell me after.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh here. You tell me. Merlin is
0: typing. Oh, excellent. Yeah, he yeah, that that person would be a wonderful guest yeah. to have. Yeah, so can't guarantee but um
1: Come on out uh, Two cast comics, three you. Go to Merlin M.com slash meetup to get the details, find out the various muni lines that you can be uh, taking there. And, uh, and then we go and we have a
0: drink. It's really fun. Well, if that person does show up, please say hello for me. I will. I think you guys have met. Um, we have, we have corresponded over the internet. I don't know if we met in per, I think we pretty sure you guys did met. one time. Pretty yeah. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah, please come out. Uh, also, I think the sale will still
1: be going on. They're having a huge sale right now. All of their T-shirts, and they have a bunch of cool T-shirts. All their T-shirts are $10 right now. That's a, all T-shirts? Yeah, yeah. And they, they did a restock. It's not like they're just trying to clean out the garbage. Like, it's they got good stuff there. That's where I got my uh, Millennium Falcon. You know that nerdy Millennium Falcon shirt everybody wears? Yeah. I got me one of them there. Yeah. That's good. I wore, was wearing it most of last week. Do you watch no Dutch between? That's no moon. Oh, between where <laughs> You know, I return no. All right. No, no, no. I, um, yeah. The worst, though, is when you take a shower and then put a dirty shirt back on. That's no good.
0: Ooh, no no, good. no, 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 no. Don't you do know. that. I'm very hygienic, though. You know what's uh, on constant repeat now? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, Rogue One. Is on constant repeat now in my house. What made, what made you think of that? Uh well, you said that's no moon. Oh, okay. And that made me think of it. Uh, it's constantly now on.
1: It, it, by by, and request, the Force Awakens too.
0: Yes. No, they they oh. put it on. They put it on. Um, my son especially likes it, and I don't know. I bought that thing on iTunes. that you know pre-ordered it, so we had yeah, it the day it mm-hmm. came out. And I did the same thing with Force Awakens. And I think, I think they watched it maybe once and now it's, it's it, so weird what they, what they on glom onto. Just like they'll not the even notice it.
1: They don't notice it's there for weeks or months and then it's all they want to watch. It's the strangest thing. Right.
0: And both of them, both of them on all the time. I don't know why. Those are, those I, pretty, I don't mind. They're movies. They're great movies. I, I yeah. watched Rogue One again from like start to finish and I've, I I've felt the same emotions coming back up at the end of it. Yeah. I don't know. Can't do I'm it.
1: glad they I'm glad they're doing that thing. I, I you know, I, I liked Rogue One. I didn't like it as much as Force Awakens, but I did like it. But, you know, I think it's neat that they're doing the like, hey, you know, little less pressure. Right. This is not going to be like the huge thing, like right. relax. It's right. just going to be a story about Star Wars, keep it in your pants. Like I think that's a really smart <laughs> That idea. was
0: actually the proposed title originally. I don't know if you knew that. Keep it in your pants. Keep 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 That was the code name mm, for the movie Blue Milk.
1: Uh, my Am- daughter will just – she she watches – she likes uh, Arrival. I'm really? Just, come in, come in on sorry morning, she's watching Arrival. It's a really good movie.
0: It is good. I tried to get my son into it and he just he was like, all right, when is something going to happen? I'm like, it's already okay. happening. It's I, already- love the
1: pace. I love the pacing of that movie. <laughs> me too. I made my wife watch. I didn't make her. I mean it wasn't
0: physical. I'm not a monster. <laughs> will, will you but untie I- me from the sofa, please? <laughs> <laughs> well –
1: date night um so i um so uh actually it was date night and she was not tied up at the time and i i i was like you know i was like oh tonight like she was really tired she's gonna go to bed early watch some house of cards in bed as you do and i was like oh finally i, I bought john wick too and i've really been meaning to watch it and i was like you know before you go to bed because you got you gotta wait for your window right you can't go to bed too early it screws everything up i was like any chance i could show you the first act of john wick would you consider watching that with me Because it's a movie that I really, really like and actually admire. Partly because I was so surprised at how much better it was than I expected. And she was like, yeah, sure. And we watched over half of it. Like before she was like, oh, I'm kind of tired. I got to go to bed. But like the the storytelling in that movie is remarkable. The events that set that movie in motion are mostly covered in six minutes.
0: Hmm. Like have you seen John Wick? Uh, the first one. I haven't seen yeah. the second one.
1: No, that's what I mean. The first one, because I was like, uh, you know, before I watch the second one, it'd be fun to watch some of the first one. But like, you know, the 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 wackadoo. I mean, to describe that movie to somebody <laughs> is is it's such a funny idea. And I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But you know, they just they picked the wrong guy mm-hmm. and they did the wrong thing, and now <laughs> he's got a sledgehammer and he's digging up his wizard money. Uh I love I I love the pace of storytelling. I love the world building. I love the whole like community of people who do what he does mm -hmm. at Elsewhere Engine's Hotel. Like all of it is like it's the pace of that movie, not just the amazing fight scenes, but the whole pace of that movie is I think so well done.
0: And Keanu Reeves is perfect for that role. Everything about the premise of the movie and uh and everything about it I thought this is not the kind of movie that I would even remotely be interested in. Sounds, it
1: sounds terrible.
0: It sounds terrible. The premise sounds stupid. I don't think Keanu Reeves is maybe young enough for the part anymore. And this isn't the kind of movie I like. It's a shooting and violence and blah, blah, blah. And I wound up watching it one day almost by accident. Like it was on and I was home. Maybe I had a cold. Or I was homesick. I don't remember, but it was something like that. And it came on. And after about 15 minutes, I'm like, well, this is great. Yeah. This is a great yeah. movie. <laughs> it's so funny. It's got
1: Willem Dafoe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he was good in that Spider-Man movie. We watched that again recently. Forget how, forget how good he uh, he was. The goblin, yeah, Green Goblin. He's, he's,
1: he's Goblin Prime, right?
0: Yeah, and uh, it it's it shows him going into the uh, into the chamber. So he injects himself. He goes in the chamber with the gas, and he busts out of there. It's, he's great. Everybody wants to be Spider-Man,
1: but Spider-Man, and they always screw it up. I know. You know.
0: You know, Tom Hardy's going to be Venom in the, the new Venom movie coming out, I think, 2018. It's an interesting idea. Ah, he's going to be great in that. He'll do anything to cover up his pretty face. It's so strange. They're always putting
1: stuff on his face. Oh, yeah. Do you ever see Lady, that movie? Ladies love his mouth, and, and they're always putting a mask on him. It's very odd. Really? Mm-hmm. Also, his dog just died, so that's sad. I, I'm not following that. Also, the, the vice president's cat died. I did see that. That was sad. Oreo. Yeah. Yep. Oreo was a, was a sweetie. I think I'm turning in I'm turning into a little bit of an old cat woman. <laughs>
0: old cat lady. You're so you're moving toward that because you have one cat?
1: I don't know. My wife and I have both noticed something in ourselves where like we're getting more and more into like cute animals, which is something I've always actively pushed back against. And now we we both spend a fair amount of our day looking at pictures of cute animals. The next thing you tell me you'll be
0: watching football on Sundays. Are you ready for some cat photos? That song coming back? Did you I hear know. about that? The song is almost—it's coming back this season.
1: Well, I mean, there was a time where some of his rowdy friends were there. Mm-hmm. There were times where people that he knew were, were there on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, you know. But now, I think he's getting he's getting the band back together. Yeah, all of his rowdy friends will be
0: there. They will all
1: come. I want to find this really cool thing we were looking at yesterday. A woman I follow on Tumblr is a how do i describe what she does she's an illustrator like a comic artist and she does these awesome infographics mostly for this like halloween her name is Kate K A T E maybe Yeah and she does these really sc- oh here you go dude i'm gonna send this to you right. she does these great infographics for um Halloweencostumes.com. No, no wait, Bear with me. Okay. Let's, let's check this out. <laughs> and she does. She's done this for Batgirl. She's done this for Wolverine. This is her, the evolution of Catwoman. Oh, and she shows starting in 1940, every costume change
0: for the character, uh, over the years. The first one's not really a costume. It's just, a. that's woman what my daughter in, said. In a green dress. Yeah. Only in yes. as much as I'm wearing jeans and a T-shirt now, I'm in a costume. By that standard, we're Whoa. all wearing a costume.
1: Mind blown.
0: Nineteen forty is guys? just a strange cat head on yeah. a human's body, like an Egyptian uh, thing. Look at Batgirl. So I'll send you Batgirl. These are really Adam, fun. W- Adam West past. I know. I know. He seems like a good guy. God, but I, I love Wolverine is great. I love the original Batman TV show. Oh my show god, I was, I was
1: obsessed. Up. I was obsessed with
0: that the show. Car and the gadgets and Ugh.
1: oh, I mean, hundred percent. And it was that was there were certain TV shows that we played, right? Like what Six Million Dollar Man, yep. SWAT, <laughs> but definitely Batman. You would play Batman. You would play a TV show. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ultraman was another one for me. But, but Batman was was so good. I just mm. I was thinking about it all last week, you know, when everyone was talking about it, writing about Adam West and everything that, that went on. And, you know, like I don't want to get too misty and nostalgic and everything, but it was that was a, a wonderful time, I think, to grow up as a kid, because, you know, now there everything's on demand. Everything's right there. You can pick and choose what you want to watch. You can rewatch things. There is no, re- you know, there's not really that much anticipation. It's like, Oh, I want to, I want to see that one. movie. I want to watch rogue one. There it is watching it. You know? And when we grew up, it's like you had to wait for the same bat time, same bat channel yeah, before right. you were, you know, that was tomorrow. Are you kidding? Or wait a minute. And Monday, I got to wait till Monday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you'd be, you just be, be hanging all history of fantastic four. Designing the Invisible Woman. These are all really good. Isn't she talented? Yeah, very good. The Wolverine cool. one's really good, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What have you done to Sue Storm? There's some very strange costumes in
0: here. I love Anyways. That. I love that there's, it's headless. On, yeah, right. <laughs> she's invisible. That's good. Mm. Good sense of humor.
1: It's like a March Piercy poem. <laughs> the uh, week has been big. The week has been huge. Uh, we have, uh, so, uh, so, so we'll find out what people want instead of, fall. what's, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, we, I'm always yammering away out here. What's
0: going on with you? Well, I mean, before we, before we do that, there was, um, there, there was a wonderful Lebowski moment in the most recent episode of Fargo. And I'm not sure if you're caught up on No, I haven't
1: seen it. I heard it got good again.
0: Uh, I thought it was good the whole, I thought it's been great the whole time. I just time.
1: heard a po- podcast where they said this latest episode, there's some kind of set piece in it
0: that was like really amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the I think the whole show is is great, and if
1: so, season two is a high bar, I, I watched the oh, first yeah. couple of this season. I loved, um, I loved um, Ramona Flowers in it, but uh, it didn't grab me quite as hard as season two. But I'll I'll eventually watch it. You for know, sure.
0: wa- watch it and watch this most recent episode because if it it pays a wonderful tribute to uh, the Big Lebowski and one- oh, another Coen Brothers film. Well, yeah.
1: Oh, I get it. Okay. And uh, that's, that's funny.
0: Yeah. No, it's really good. You've got to, you've got to watch it just for the scene and the scene kind of sneaks up on you a little bit, but you expect it. I mean, I'm, am great. I having a
1: stroke? They did Fargo and they did Big Lebowski, right? Yeah. And yeah, okay. uh, right, and right, a right.
0: handful of other ones in between too. That in were, between. Yeah. You know, not yeah. that they matter. The only Lebowski matters. The dude Lebowski mistaken for a millionaire Lebowski seeks restitution for his ruined rug and enlists his bowling buddies to help get it. <laughs> That is the IMDb summary of The Big Lebowski.
1: They picked the wrong man. That's it's right. Really when, a lot, it's a lot like John Wick. It's the same. It's the same premise. And Daisy really brought the room together. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, Daisy.
0: Daisy. Daisy should get a special dog Oscar. They should have dog Oscars. The dog's only in it for 30 seconds.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, I mean, that's like saying Janet Lee shouldn't get credit for Psycho. Well, she actually was in the movie for a while. Yeah, but I mean it's a dog MacGuffin. She's only in like the first reel.
0: Well that's half the it's like the first third of the movie she's in that, driving I around. A, I think you're a dogist. I have no problem with, with uh cameos. Yeah. But that's what that was. What about the band cameo? You like them? hard up. Oh yeah, no, I like them.
1: Ow. Well, Dan, before we get into the content that we're gonna figure out eventually, would you like to tell me about something that you
0: like? Let's try and tell you all about Squarespace.
1: Squarespace!
0: We've got some friends over there, and uh, mm-hmm. what those guys do, they make, they make websites for you, so you don't have to make them. That's a summary. Basically, you log on to Squarespace, create your account. It takes about five minutes to go from entering your email address and creating the account to having a website up and running with the content that you want. that looks and works the way that you want. And you do it all with no HTML necessary, no CSS necessary, nothing fancy. You just pick from one of their beautiful templates that have won all kinds of awards, and they're beautiful and great. And you just basically drag and drop things and and make it look and work the way that you want. It's genius, and it keeps you from wasting time trying to build your own website and lets you get back to the things that are important. Let's get back to the things that you're good at. Let's get back to the things that will bring you joy or bring you money or whatever it is that you're making a website for instead of having to go out and spend a lot of time and money trying to do it yourself and maybe not, not doing it that well. Instead, you can just go there and, uh, and, and put your stuff into their system. You don't have to worry about upgrading it. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, like, like malware taking it over. You don't have to worry about anything. They handle everything, no patches, nothing to install 24 seven customer support. And you can really use it to make pretty much any kind of website. They've got e-commerce stuff built in so that if you want to sell stuff, you can sell stuff. I mean, you name it, they're, they're doing it. And uh, a friend of mine who I do uh, another show with called uh, Unwound. It's a show about uh, watches. Uh, He just launched his new website where he restores and sells vintage watches. No kidding. It's all, uh, all on Squarespace. So it's, you know, I, I I haven't quite seen one that is quite as attractive as this. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll promote it a little bit. It's hubcityvintage.com. dot com. If you want to go and see what you can do with Squarespace, he's got videos there. He's got a store built in. He's got. Image galleries, like it's everything that Squarespace does really well all in, in one oh, site. Oh, look at that. That is pretty. Yeah. So <gasps> go check wow. that out. Yeah. That's, Square, that's Squarespace. That's Squarespace. So go that's check sp- it out. Squarespace.com. And if you use the code, it's your show, one word, it's your show, you'll get 10% off your first purchase and you'll be showing a great deal of support for this program. So we appreciate the support from Squarespace. Go check it out. It's your show. 10% off. Thanks, Squarespace. Bawk, bawk.
1: Shop watch rolls.
0: Yeah, they make custom little watch rolls. So if you want to take a, a couple watches with you on a, on a trip somewhere, you know you're going on a trip for a, a week, you won't don't want to wear the same watch the whole time. Mm-hmm. You put them in your little watch roll and take Good them to go. with you. Yeah, done. It's that easy. Q E D. Q E D.
1: Let's make sure that's in show notes. There you go. Hub City. This is apropos of nothing, but this just came across my transom. I think this is such an one of those interesting like Harper's Index number kind of moments.
0: Harper's Uh, Index.
1: Harper's Index. You ever uh, read Harper's? When they got the page, it's like a number and then what the number means. Remember Harper's Index? I think I remember that. Oh, Oh, yeah. I used to subscribe. Big fan. Um, So this is um, San Francisco.
0: What's Hmm? that one little magazine that everyone used to, it's like a little, like a half half pint magazine and it's like your grandma would have it Reader's Digest. Reader's Digest, yeah. Whatever happened to that? Humor in Uniform.
1: Huh? Life in these United States.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Those some titles
1: of articles? They had different joke sections. It's Humor in Uniform. That was all like military jokes. There was Life in these United States. There were other ones. Yeah, and, and what they would do was they would take things, mostly that had been published elsewhere, and then make them short. And they also had a line of books. You could buy condensed books
0: from Reader's Digest. So like if you didn't want to read Moby Dick or something, it's not, it was a cliff notes like cliff notes.
1: Yeah. There's all kinds of spark notes. There's lots of those, but yeah, it'd be like, you know, um, you know, crazy disabled man chases fish. Oh, spark.
0: I remember spark notes. Yeah. I I bought some of those. I remember getting the cliff notes in high school and you know, like the day before the test, you'd get the Mm -hmm. cliff notes and you just be reading that in the morning and if the if we had a thing in our school where so many kids were just using the cliff notes the teachers they got so fed up with us that anybody caught with cliff notes would have like like instantaneous I don't know if it was detention or whatever it was really yeah. cuz it was
1: considered a mild form of cheating
0: a major form of cheating in my school major form of cheating yeah huh yeah i mean it was a, it was offensive to everyone and of course everyone had it you just knew not to bring it to class anymore.
1: Yeah, have some sense. Oh, those things were oh
0: I love it. Cliff notes are every everything wrong. It's like you know, whenever like back when I was doing hypercritical with uh with uh John Syracuse, there was one you know, he would talk about a video game or something and he'd say, Do not do, do not read the Wikipedia page on this. And yeah. I would in you, soon you as the show was,
1: Destiny wins.
0: Right. As the very end of the uh the episode, as soon as we'd sign off, I'd go immediately go to Wikipedia and read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. How could you not? Someone tells you not to do it. Of course you're doing. Well, what's in these cliff notes that's so, mm-hmm. that's so bad. I'm going to find yeah. out. I got to get it.
1: What is it that big literature doesn't want me to know? <laughs> right. Why is it bad to summarize a chapter?
0: Yeah. Wall Street fat cats. Seriously. Scratching each other's backs, please. Uh,
1: so San Francisco County Transportation Authority. Um, so basically they, there's this research that was undertaken on the city of San Francisco, on the impact of ride-sharing services. Mm. I don't have a lot to say about this. I just think it's kind of fascinating, and these numbers are pretty amazing. Uh, This is in Curbed, uh, which is a local website. Lyft and Uber, headline, Lyft and Uber drivers generate 20% of miles driven on San Francisco streets. Doesn't that seem kind of amazing? Yeah, it really is. Here's some bullets. Ride-shares are 15% of all trips taken on an average weekday. That's about 170 thousand pickups. Oh my god! Nine <laughs> percent of all person trips. Um, nobody's sure uh, sure how many Uber and Lyft drivers the city has, but the city estimates that it's around 45 thousand. Wow. This is a This is a city that is smaller than seven miles by seven miles. Most of this is happening in the northeast kind of corner of the city. Twelve percent, twelve point six percent of whom are active most days. Hundreds more come in on Friday night. Between seven thirty and eight thirty, the number is closer to sixty five hundred. That on the other hand, there are only one thousand eight hundred legal taxis that are still in operation. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. We got, we got it. Lyft
0: and, and uh, Uber back here what? in Austin. Yeah, they're back. Well, well, what what accommodation was made? I don't I don't know, but it doesn't matter. They're back. Hmm. So next time people go to South by they'll actually be able to get around the town again.
1: That is yeah. that is crazy. Yeah. I'd heard that this number was high, but that's higher than I expected. That is really high. Yeah, my wife and I were not arguing, but talking about it a little bit. It's interesting. I mean, setting aside what a terrible company Uber is, it's pretty great, though, that like all those people are like not driving their own car to right. go somewhere and then pay to park it and clog up the street. And I don't know. It's, it's interesting. So fr- it's an interesting it's, time.
0: But see, it's so frustrating because Uber is such a horrible company, terrible company. And yet the thing that they do is so vital for cities, you know, and for people to get around. It's so frustrating because it's, it's like the same thing with Amazon. Like you read about the, I don't know if it's true or not, but you oh, know, yeah. you, you read about people working like the Work conditions the conditions are bad. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I really got to get that digital timer and like, I can't get it at target and where am I going to get it?
1: I really need this comic book in two hours. <laughs> right. Right. Sorry. You're so hot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Sorry. You've been working 18 hours and, and sweating the whole time and not allowed to take a bathroom break. I really I, want this comic book. Mm, I, know, I feel kind of bad. Now. I know.
1: Uh, Going do grow, so
0: grow the comic book yourself in your own organic yeah, garden? Three right. D print it? I don't Seriously, think so. Not yet.
1: Not yet. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What else are you working on?
0: What have I been doing? Um, hey, what are you
1: what I've been doing? I, I do all the talking on here. You let me yammer on. I feel like you
0: know you don't always get to say your due. I talked about the spiders. I don't, you know. All right. All right. I've been working working really hard on uh, my main my main thing. The way I would describe my days nowadays is coding on fireside interrupted occasionally by podcasting. That's basically what i what my days are. That's a good, that's a, life. that's a very good summary. Yeah. Uh, but it's good, you know, just cranking out, cranking out features, fixing bugs, growing, growing, growing the business. got to grow the business. Yeah.
1: That's important. But, but I have for you,
0: I haven't seen wonder woman yet. Haven't seen that. Uh, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing that it while it's still Inter- in the theater. Interesting. Very interesting movie. Um, do you, this is topical,
1: and mm. just tell me if you want to skip it. How do you feel about the WWDC announcement regarding Apple sharing certain kinds of statistics for listenership? The podcast By use of the, well, importantly, via use of the Apple podcast app. Like, how, how do you feel about that?
0: Well, Okay, so this is something that for, for people who haven't seen that announcement, it wasn't one of the bigger ones that came out of WWDC. But Apple announced there that if you are a this is they haven't I don't think they announced when they were rolling this out, but if you are using the Apple Podcast app, which based on everything that I've ever heard, and also I can corroborate this by the Fireside uh, stats, most people use the podcast app
1: is that now sidebar is that you're that you're seeing that in your numbers
0: yes by that's so interesting dra- dramatically large numbers and and i don't see specific downloads for specific shows i'm looking at what is essentially an- anonymous uh stats that that i can see just sort just of big, showing big raw numbers big raw numbers like And I would have to look to see exactly what percentage it was, but it's way more than 50%. The last time that I looked at it, um, the most, most people are using the podcast app. And most of, I would think most of the people listening to this show, I, I don't know if I could say most, but I think a lot of them are probably using overcast. Um, a lot of them might be using Castro. I think some of them are using the podcast app, uh, but if you are using the podcast app, it will in the future it will be sharing your listening behaviors, listening listener data, anonymously mm-hmm. as Apple always does, back to the iTunes or Apple Podcasts mothership. So what Including that means, where,
1: where where you stopped listening to the episode, correct? Everything. Where you
0: skipped. Yes, just like the kind of information. Not, not where you did, but like in the aggregate, I guess. Right. This is where people are stopping, or this is where what percentage of people played the whole thing or skipped through the ads, or if they listened to it at all, if they just downloaded it and never listened to it. All of this kind of information, which has really been the holy grail for what podcasters who care about how their shows are being listened to, whether that's personal reasons or perhaps for advertisers. This is the kind of data that's been very, very difficult, if not flat out impossible to collect because, and the reason is simple, once that podcast episode, has MP3 file has been downloaded, we don't know what happens to it. Is it on their mm-hmm. computer? Do they play it? Did they not? Did
1: they download it three times? Right. Like how did HTTP break it up into pieces? I mean, exactly. you talked about the complexity of trying to calculate that in right. a meaningful way.
0: Right. So this this is another level of data that we haven't been able to get and i've talked to a lot of the people uh who make the podcast apps and said would you ever be willing to collect this kind of data and and potentially store it and potentially share it is that something i could plug fireside into so that people would know uh with an api you know all of this stuff has been has been very interesting to me uh, and I think anyone who's doing podcasting, especially with the intent to, to try to make any money from it, this is valuable information. It's the kind of information that they've had at, at uh, on YouTube forever. And I've, right, I've talked right, to right. a number of people who were uh, who had done YouTube things, and then they come to podcasting. They're like, "Well, I don't have any information. I don't have any, you know, because YouTube gives you all of this. Why? Because YouTube's player." The only place to watch a YouTube video is with their player embedded or on the YouTube site, and that player gets all of this information so every time you click play on a YouTube video, that playing or pausing whatever that's all transferred up to to YouTube and they can show that to the uh, to the to the author of the of the video when they want to go in and look at it. they can see mm-hmm. this is how many people played it this is how many people paused this is where they paused great information. I have wanted to see something like this for a long time. Now, the fact that it's only it only works with Apple's podcast app, of course. So what that means is if you are a podcaster and 50% of your audience uses the podcast app, you're going to get really good data on 50% of your audience. But that might not necessarily be a complete picture because the other 50% right. they're going to be over with Overcast, they're going to be over with Castro, they're going to be on Android playing it on Android. You know what I'm saying? And so, the kind of people who are using the podcast app typically I've found are a different kind of person than the kind uh, of person this is who's exactly, using Overcast.
1: Exactly what I was thinking. This yeah. is exactly what I was thinking. So, yes.
0: it's I don't feel like that's necessarily going to be a good. It's it's a wonderful source of information, but it's not definitive for your podcast listeners.
1: I I um I'm curving some of this from re- the, the, this week's episode of Upgrade, where Mike and Jason were talking about this. But they had a point of view on this I thought was really interesting, which is that you know right now most podcast advertisers. So sorry, this is a little bit inside baseball, but I, I think it is kind of interesting personally. Um, it, well, most podcast advertisers, including our own, generally have. Uh yeah, they got a metric of like how many people downloaded it, but the main metric is like, are people signing up for the service? Are they visiting this page? That that's a certain kind of advertising that you know us medium-sized podcasts get. Um if you're a really, really big podcast who's getting brand advertisers, right. the examples they gave, something like Ford or Coke, it's very important to them. It's you know, when I say brand advertising, there's not any specific like outcome they're looking for, except that they want you to be thinking about Ford. They right. want you to be thinking about Coke, whatever. And that has been apparently some of the resistance to getting those bigger brands online is that they really want to see that this many people saw saw the, or in this case heard the ad. But but this is where, I mean, as we sit here today, it's there's so many asterisks and question marks. You you already nailed the first answer. I just sent you a screen grab from a different a show that I do with the actual numbers redacted. Um, but can you get that? Did you see that? Yeah, I'm looking right now. So our number 1 app is Overcast at 42.4%. Uh-huh. Our, our number 2 app is Pocket Casts at 34.05%. Mm-hmm. Number 3, iOS Podcasts. Yeah. 10.6%. It's – and then web, web browser, iTunes, other right, Android, or right, right. Downcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. But th- the reason this becomes all about asterisks and question marks is like, okay, so th- who this could be a home run for are the serials of yeah. the world, like a very popular – because I agree with you. Just to follow on to your, your record, I I don't know that many people that use the Apple Podcast app, and yet I'm constantly told that it's the most popular podcast
0: right like I, w- I was talking to um one of the people at espn about their podcasts and how they host them and things like that and they were telling me that overwhelmingly that it's it, for for them i think he said 90 percent is the apple if you've podcast got a mainstream
1: app. if you've got a mainstream show it makes a ton of sense Because you come at this from the point of view of like, maybe there's an existing media property. Maybe there's buzz against something like Serial or something like the uh, Richard Simmons show. One of these shows that comes along that, um, you know, it's kind of a, what's what's the phrase, Syracuse, the the tractor effect or whatever. Like these are going to bring in a lot of people to this medium, regardless in some ways of genre. So if mainly you go, oh, all my friends are talking about serial or the next serial. By the way, it was so nice that serial invented podcasting. Yeah, but really. when but like, you know, but one of these major shows shows comes along, you're just going to go click the button and then it's going to be your, it's going to go to the Apple Podcast app and sure. that's why would you go any further? That's the default that makes and, tons of sense. And
0: it's going to sync up with, you know, if you have it on multiple devices in your Apple TV, it's it's in all of those places. So if you subscribe to something on your phone, <sighs> there it is on the Apple TV too.
1: Well, take this with a grain of salt given the numbers of this Okay, popular show. Um, The lowest client on the list is Apple TV with exactly
0: one download. Wow.
1: (laughs) Whereas Overcast is,
0: you know, six digits. Well, you know, the other, like at Fireside, one of the big things that I've done from the very beginning is try to make really, really good analytics and, and download data so that you can go there and see pretty accurately you know how many downloads you have a but b like where do they come from in the world when are they happening how are they happening over time i mean all of that's there but the one piece that's missing is what actually happens after the download and that sure. is that is what apple's announcement attempts to help us out to know that in other words i can tell you for your 100,000 downloads that you just got on that episode Uh, fireside will tell you like yeah this is this is when they happened where they came from how they happened what devices grabbed them all of that but that's where the data typically stops unless you have an application like the new version of podcast which is going to report back on your behaviors to the mothership and podcasters can now go in and and see that and you know Mm it it I I really really doubt but I'm hopeful but I doubt that Apple will make that available through an API. I feel like you're probably going to have to use their iTunes tools that they that exist already uh in order to go in and look at those stats. I don't think that that's something that uh you'll be able to to pull out uh and look look at elsewhere like I don't know if we're if but if they do come out with an API then yeah, I'll definitely hook into that the the other thing really i don't know if you they got a little bit less attention uh was that they're also releasing uh an an iTunes specific uh spec for r s s that will allow yes. people to do something That's that we That's
1: very excited yeah that
0: we've all wanted to do for a long time, which is namely like seasons of of shows so and
1: like is is this a trailer is this a right, bonus
0: right is this
1: a canonical is this is this show uh, episodic or what was it to the two options like is this one of those shows where we just increment the number every week or is this part of a season is this part of a, a, a series right right so is this you know just this thing where like we do six episodes then we do six more episodes and each one is a freestanding thing so you know make sure you start at the beginning versus our show where we hope you can hop in any time i yeah. think those are great those are great additions
0: well i mean it, and it makes perfect sense because that's exactly where things have gone you know and and pointing back at Serial as a, as an example of that you know they had seasons we don't have seasons mm-hmm. of of this show but for a lot of people they do they want to have seasons or like you mentioned they want to have uh this is a regular episode this is bonus content or yeah, like or, we don't
1: we wouldn't need an after dark feed that's we right. could have an after dark feed but it makes even more sense to have that you know I guess excluding the swears, like having that in the main feed, right? You know, makes a lot of sense, right?
0: I think it's, I think that that is very much, I think, a nod to the way that people uh, are creating podcasts these days. I, I really, uh, I think that's really really great, and I'm already working on integrating that in.
1: Well, and I mean, my my overriding concern with a lot of this stuff is that I hope that for the. Longest time we can, podcasts stay an independent thing where you can get them however you want for free and listen to them in the device of your choice. And then, you know, we'll figure out the rest. There's all kinds of ways you can kind of mash on that model and do different things. But I'm very uncomfortable with the way that this is getting, uh, is evolving to be these big players who are ad middle persons and then wanting you to, to use a bespoke app. Just for the purpose, so they can get you that data. Right. I think it's. I think this is all positive, in the sense that, like, if this is helping keep this um, medium, this platform independent, that's a good thing. It's in the Venn diagram of this, though. I mean, and I, I'm ready to be wrong about this, but I, I think for a giant show with brand advertisers, this is going to be a great thing to be able to add to the mix. Right. If you're not a giant show and it's not brand advertisers or in my in my case my shows are weird. I mean they're they're successful as such for being like a small time podcast compared to what what's happening with, you know, the
0: giant shows. Right.
1: Again, that'll be nice to have in the mix, but it's not I mean, yeah, I think
0: I think the way we have to think of it, not to inter- interrupt, but if yeah. I, if I'm catching your drift, what I think you're saying is this is nice sort of supplemental information for a lot of people to say we now have a window into what happens after that download takes place. We, we kind of have an idea at least what the Apple people, Apple users are doing with the show after they get it. Uh, but I, you know, again, I think you you mentioned that there are other outfits out there that have their own podcast client and the, it's, with their
1: own podcast
0: terms with their own sometimes
1: podcast terms. extremely onerous in terms of all kinds of things and do a lot of wackadoo stuff with your feed that's right. pretty gross
0: right and and then they're all doing that just so that they can monitor what happens after you hit play or when you hit play and yeah. you know the, the other thing that that seems pretty popular uh that i actually get a lot of people asking me about is ad insertion and like post post-release right so so what, your
1: back catalog can be updated with yeah and this is yeah, very yeah. this
0: is v- very um very much an inside baseball kind of thing but there's there's basically two or three different uses for or in goals for ad insertion but it, as you as you and i do ads on our shows we're we're talking about one of our sponsors and then that ad stays in the show we record it almost 99.9% of the time we we're doing it while we're recording we're not doing anything like a drop in and uh and then the show comes out and that ad is part of the show it's in in our midst of our conversation and then it comes out to the world and um and then it stays that way so if you listen to episode 1 or episode 7 hopefully uh you're going to hear the same spots that we did Back then, what the
1: sponsors aren't paying today? I mean, server is submerged in oil like that's that's still there.
0: That That's still there. They paid for it and it, it stays in there. And <clears throat> ad insertion, uh, one of the things that happens with ad insertion, uh, whether it's automatic or not, is that and I know Radiolab has been doing this for quite a while. I think This American Life maybe did, too, and that you could essentially purchase the ads for their back catalog, like you just mentioned, so that. What that would mean is somebody could come up to us and say, hey, I want to sponsor, you know, all of the episodes that you've done. And I could say, OK, here's how much it is. And then there would be some button I would press that would take the ad that I just now recorded just today and put it in all of those previous episodes automatically and then re-export the MP3s so that anybody mm-hmm. new who came along and downloaded it, they're going to hear this brand new ad from 2017 on this show that's three years old. And uh, and and so that's one of the goals Um, you know, Apple doesn't host, there's still people who think Apple, like iTunes hosts your podcasts. I, I, you know, people still, I think, think that. They're not doing anything like this. They're steering clear wisely, I think, of anything to do with uh, ads and advertisements, but they're also at least acknowledging people really do want to know what's going on after the download. So I think this is a step in the right direction. I'd be curious to hear what, because um, when I the last time that I sort of briefly talked with Marco about this kind of thing, uh, he I, I I hope I'm characterizing this correctly, but uh, he seemed to not like the idea of collecting data from users. Uh, I, I don't blame him for that. I think it it you know anonymized data, the storage of that kind of thing. Some people really don't want anything to do with their behaviors blogged or sent to a mothership anywhere. So,
1: yeah, I mean, the stance at you know places like Relay and for myself is I don't want to know. Yeah, I mean personally, I I don't. Well, you know the things I don't want to deny anybody else that. I think for those kinds of media properties, it makes tons of sense. If you've got three or four hundred episodes of a show, you've got this giant back catalog, and you're still getting new new listeners. I think that it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I mean, it, that's kind of a, a different a different kind of thing. Um, of course the, the kind of chicken in me is going like, oh gosh, I hope, I hope that's not the kind of thing people start expecting out of us because then that yeah. becomes, but you know, but, but who knows? It's just that, you know, in this case, this other, this other show I'm looking at here, 10.6 in iOS podcast, who knows? It might go up, might go down, but I mean, that's is uh, a stretch, but it's almost like saying how many people listen to this in a recent Honda Accord. Where you go, like, mm, that's that's interesting to know, but like, doesn't really get at the if it's a if it is a kind of vertical show or a show that is a little bit obscure, you know, you're only getting ten percent of the stats. You're only right. Only ten percent of the stats are addressable, mm-hmm. and that might not be the most diehard fans. Let's just say it. The most diehard fans of shows I do, I suspect, are going to be on Overcast and Pocket Cast for sure. At least for the immediate future. So I guess what I'm trying to get at, without sounding too chicken, is well, probably do sound chicken. But like I, I, it would bum me out if people got the impression that only people using the free default app were the ones who were driving the success of the show. Mm-hmm. But again, you just you make it part of the mix. I guess I didn't mean to make it go this long. I just thought I thought it was well, very I think interesting.
0: But it is interesting, and I think it's interesting also to to kind of the picture of the way that we consume media in general. I mean, I'm very curious to know if the Netflix app, for example, uh, on my Apple TV or Fire TV or whatever, it isn't that reporting back? Hasn't it always been reporting back? And how, you know, how anonymous is that? Well, how do they know what's trending on Netflix if it wasn't showing that people were hitting play on it, you know, um, they
1: they they, they play all of their stats hopelessly close to the vest, except for the ones that they are extremely proud of, which have a, have a way of getting out.
0: Yes. And you know, for me, I've done some podcast advertising for fireside and I want to know, you know, the, again, we're in the same situation with all kinds of sponsors on there, which are like, Hey, give me a promo code. I'll give you a promo code. And that's the way that you sort of track performance. But Maybe there people are skipping the ads, and that's why it's not working. You know, how do we know? So the, it really does answer that question. And what about you? I mean, w- would you care if if your podcast app was reporting information back up to a, a anonymized information back up to a mothership? Would you care?
1: I mean, not strictly, but like so many things in contemporary life, I'm trying to worry less about how it affects me and think more about how it affects others. Mm. Just in the sense that you know, um, I don't know. I, I personally, I tend to really reject that idea of like, I don't have anything to hide. It's like, well, yeah, you don't, but but you know, that's a privileged position to right. be able to say something like that. Like, right. you know, there's all kinds of stuff that people are listening to that I, or doing that. I would just assume that even in relatively anonymized version, because when people say things are anonymized, well. In order to get it anonymized, there have to be certain assumptions that go into it to to munching it up. That means they do have the ability to get something fairly granular out of it if they chose to and I think that's the kind of thing we need to keep our eye on um, but i don 't know i mean the whole the whole industry is so up in the air, you know who knows, but in terms of being an apple consumer i mean it's, if it doesn't affect the performance of of your device and how you're listening to it i guess it's it's probably okay and yeah you think there maybe would have a way to flip it off?
0: I think there should be a way to flip it off. And knowing Apple, there probably will be. But, yeah. you know, like when you think about something like Netflix, like I I don't care if Netflix knows what we as a family are are watching or doing or anything like that. But if you were to say, what about Dan, what about if your browser history was also being sent up to a mothership? Like, What if there was a scandal that, oh my gosh, all along Chrome has been capturing it and sending it and and now Google knows every site that you've ever gone to and yeah, you know, I think people might have a different reaction if they're like, "Well, I don't care if they know that I watched House of Cards, but I don't want them knowing that you know I went to such and such website." You know, and and so it's. I think it's very somehow there's a there's a difference, and I I often suggest to people when I talk about this, like at at what point would you mind when you say, "Oh, my life's an open book. I don't care who knows." Like you you know, like you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there is going to be eventually. You will find. Something in your life that you don't want to be public or that you wouldn't want to share with a third party. And at that point, you have to say, well, why is that significantly different? Why is what articles you read on the internet different from what show that you watch on Netflix? Really, at a fundamental level, it's no different. It's the same. It's It's a privacy issue.
1: It's also – it belies a certain ignorance about what you can do by combining more – two or more pieces of data – that's that's right. the real that's the real story is that and so when, whenever so there's there's two parts of this i think are a little bit short-sighted one is the whole like i have nothing to hide you know i've never tried to figure out how to poison my spouse or something right. like that right. I, have, I have nothing to hide okay like I, I i kind of i kind of take that point i understand what you're saying like why should i do if they have nothing to hide <laughs> but the but think about this think about if um it's like a really obvious one what if your podcast app is able to report the times that you listen to podcasts and what if a lot of that time is when you're at your job when you're not supposed to be listening to podcasts <laughs> well you right. deserve
0: that you're not supposed to do that
1: well but like what if you what if you combine that with like something like you know your your uber data for like where you were at a certain point combined with calendar events that show that your wife was out of town right I hate to make this all about spouses but there's all kinds no, of but that, ways I mean, that, that's
0: that's very that's v- absolutely the kind of cross-referencing of data that would happen or could happen.
1: Right. And, and, you know, let's, let's be, let's be decent enough Americans that we say to ourselves that we're not just looking for protection from the thing that's on our mind right now, but we're looking for something more basic about the protecting the privacy and security of everybody. And, you know, it's, it can, it certainly sometimes feels like death by a thousand cuts. I just think it's worth keeping an eye on how that stuff gets used and combined And, you know, uh, keeping one eye focused in that direction is is not the sign that you're like a a criminal. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I can kind of I can really see both sides of the argument. I can see the person who's like, I don't care. I don't do anything weird. I don't care what what people see. And the flip side of that is like, I actually don't want anything I do targeted or tracked by anybody. I know people when I was I was talking about chrome and safari on twitter a couple weeks ago and i had a lot of people i think i was experimenting with firefox trying firefox out again for some reason um and a lot of people wrote back and said i wouldn't multiple people i would never use chrome i know they know that google is that capturing all of their browsing history and and doing doing things with it and you know I don't think that's true, but no, no, as in I have a strong hunch, yes no, as yeah, in they right. they they believe that, whether or not it's founded, not like they have proof of it or they worked at Google, but simply that's what they think or that's what they think the potential is is there, and they were saying that's why I use Safari or that's why I use something else, but you know i mean i i I don't blame anybody for having that kind of philosophy, I think you know it's it's interesting how far we are willing to go with what we do share in order to get these benefits and it really is like oh do you want this delicious uh do you want this delicious pizza here well in in return for that pizza you know what tell me a little bit about your family
1: well and i want to know what you did after you ate it right and where you (laughs) ate it and how much you paid and what credit
0: card you used and why did you stop eating it
1: right like what, what what took your attention away from that? Were you trying to poison your spouse?
0: That's right. That's right. You know, I need, and it,
1: I, need, I need to know from my advertisers.
0: You know, minority report with the uh with the pre-crime division, where uh, oh, this person yes. is going to do this kind of thing. How how long and now I'm I'm stepping uh into the conspiracy theory uh camp a little bit, but how long before companies not only do the thing like, okay, so here's something, here's something interesting. Uh, I was looking at uh, digital timers on Amazon uh, because we need to get a new digital timer. And
1: yeah, I know how this sounds <laughs>
0: uh, And, and so I was then later in that day. Okay. So I was at work on, I forget if it was Safari or Chrome, uh, but just in my regular web browser, browsing Amazon, looking at digital timers later in the day, I posted a picture to Instagram and I was flicking through my Instagram feed and there was an ad. And by the way, I'm seeing like a thousand ads all of a sudden in Instagram now. I heard about this. It sounds
1: it. terrible. It's
0: terrible. Like every third post is an ad now. And one of the ads was from Amazon and it showed the fricking digital timer that I had looked at on my computer and the thing. So somewhere, some, even though I'm using a ghost and everything else, Somehow they've figured it out who I am and what I'm looking at on Instagram and what I have in my cart on Amazon. And I, I know how these things work because I'm a software developer and I build web apps and stuff. But that doesn't make it any less creepy. And I don't, yeah. like, I don't really like that. I don't want to have that suggested. But what if you take this to the next step where if enough of these services and systems that we use are sharing information with one another or with some other third party – To the point where they're actually go away from, oh, we saw you looking at at these things. Here's more of these things. What if they actually get smart enough to say, we now understand your habits. We now understand your behaviors. We think you're going to want this thing. Mm -hmm. And not in just a way of like, you looked at this bowling ball. Here's another bowling ball to look at. But like, we saw that you were looking at bowling balls, uh, And you were here at this location at this time. And you know what? It's getting colder out and maybe you're going to join a league. So now, you know what I'm saying? Like where they actually Mm -hmm. start to put something together about you and predict things that you might do. And like if you were looking up how to poison your spouse, that maybe you get put on some list where they're watching you or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't love it. I don't love it.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you have to wonder the benefits of it because it's it's one of those Jurassic Park type situations where you're like, <laughs> well, okay, so you have the ability to know. You've you've dedicated all of this technology and in this case image recognition to knowing that I was looking at a timer. And now you just start showing it to me everywhere. It's a little bit like a peeping Tom who keeps sending you pictures of yourself naked. It's like, <laughs> what, what, what? where are we going with this? Yeah. I just sent you a link to uh, something, an EFF tool that I think is really interesting called PenoptoClick. Oh, I had not, <clears> not heard so of this. And basically you go in and the simple thing that it does is that it uh, it runs some tests. And the simple results it gives you are, based on these four tests, what is the result? Is your browser blocking tracking ads? Is your browser blocking invisible trackers? And most most score yes if you've got everything turned on. Then you get, does your browser unblock third parties that promise to honor do not track? And then does your browser protect you from fingerprinting? This is very interesting. So if you go click on that and run it, it shouldn't screw up the recording too bad. But if you you, um, do that and then click on the, what is it, more Mm -hmm. underneath, Mm -hmm. you'll see the actual numbers for how many browsers out of how many, your browser out of how many browsers, how identifiable it is. So for example, the the interesting one here is the hash of Canvas fingerprint, 17.53 bits of identifying information, one in 189,463 browsers has that hash, right? Yeah. So that's pretty identifying. But take all of these little pieces. What browsers do you have installed? What's your time zone, et cetera, et cetera, system fonts, all of these things. Putting those together, that's why you're seeing those ads, Mm -hmm. I I think, is because there are invisible, I don't mean to sound, again, conspiratorial, but there are non-obvious, non Non-clear ways to identify browsers by all kinds of ways. I mean, think about the way the captures work now, where captures don't even require you to enter in the text anymore because it can tell by the way you're moving your mouse and doing stuff like whether you're actually a uh, a robot or
0: not. I think that's pretty <laughs> interesting. It can yeah, just it can just tell.
1: I've tried running Click on a whole bunch of different ones. I've tried it in um, private mode just for fun. I tried it in. Um, There's one on iOS that I mentioned. I think a couple weeks ago. That's like a privacy browser. But um, yeah, so your browser fingerprint appears to be unique among the three three hundred (laughs) and seventy eight thousand nine hundred and twenty six tested so far. Lovely. Eighteen point five three bits of identifying information. Mm, Drink responsibly.
0: Um, Dan, did you want to tell me about one more thing that you like? Yeah, I would. This is a new sponsor, and it's it's pretty cool it's a a, a timely timely one because we've got father's day coming up uh but this is a really cool it's the company is called story worth and so here's here's the scenario it, it's about sharing stories so everybody i'm sure listening has a family member who tells good stories right Something that went on in their childhood, something about the way that things have changed, you know that like when they were on on a boat trip across the Atlantic or something they did in college, or you know, just really great stories like my my grandfather always used to tell these really great stories. Well, this is basically the the genesis of this company. It was founded by a guy who wanted his dad. To record all of these stories that he told, and the whole family enjoyed this process of like recording the stories and and learning about your your ancestors, your parents, and and people uh, beyond that. That they came up with this and made this into into a business. So what the way this works is they make it really easy for your loved ones to share their stories with uh, weekly emailed story prompts, like questions that maybe you as a relative never thought to ask. And they do this all year. And then at the end of the year, they get the stories bound into this really awesome hardcover book that you get. That's like, okay, this is my dad or this is my mom or this is my grandmother's stories, you know? And it, it, it is such an interesting, tangible, real way to collect a history, a person's history, a family's history and make it into something like real that you can hold. But what's cool about it is they they're prompting the person to tell the story and you can reply to the email with the story and if you have someone who maybe doesn't use computers, they can record it over the phone. You just call the storyworth number and like they talk wow. into the phone and they convert it. I mean, it's it's such a cool thing and then you get this really cool book with it. Like it's a really cool way to stay in touch and you know what? A lot of the people want to tell their stories, but they haven't been asked. So it's it's a really cool. This is an awesome gift for Mother's Day, which is what I did, or Father's Day, and uh, and, and it's such it's such a really cool. Experience So that you can do this in time for Father's Day or Mother's Day for next year. Um, again, that's what I did. And and so it prompts. So let will send my mom an email and say, tell me about the first time you did this or tell me what happened at this time period. Or like, did you ever protest the war during Vietnam? Like she can tell that story, you know, and then like it, it comes and it's such a, it's a great way if your family's like spread out across the the US or whatever it like it brings it together. It makes this real thing. So it's, it's a really neat thing that's sort of celebrating the history of, of your family, and uh, they're doing $20 off for all of our listeners when you sign up, and the URL to go to is storyworth.com slash back to work. 20 bucks off. Go check it out. Storyworth.com slash back to work. Thanks, Storyworth.
1: Thank fuck, you. Fuck. It's fun. fun a
0: Neat idea. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test my I don't want to test that browser. i want to test this browser. Test it test your bits and test it out say it won't it won't bring down the internet if I do it. I did it while we were right. recording, so we'll see it should be fine okay, it's running okay, so i don't apparently I don't have that do not track thing on, but otherwise I'm good. Do you have that do not track yeah oh, I got a,
1: what am I running here? I've got
0: advanced settings yeah, okay hmm hmm mm yes. I have a check. It said I have a check. Send a do not track request. It's checked. Hmm. Good for you. But it's it's coming up no on the on the thing. Mm. That's mm. how they getting That's how they got one me. I,
1: one I have is a, a oh God. I have several of these. I have one called Select Out Tracking Opt Out. Um. What else do I have? I got a bunch of things.
0: I ghostry handles a lot of this stuff for you do you use ghostry oh yeah Yeah, ghostry's my go-to
1: yeah i I like one blocker on the uh on ios but yeah ghostry i mean i think it does the best it can but i mean it's a you know it's it's a war not a battle Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. this is there's always this escalation and it's you know yeah interesting times be careful out there uh, this is an old topic, but a new link I wanted to mention. I was going to do a big Jeremiah ad on trying to be healthy in crazy times, but I'll just make this very short. Um, an article that's new to me that came out in the January-February Fev- issue of The Atlantic by James Hamblin called How to Sleep. Now, if you've heard us talk about sleep before, you know all the stuff we've gone through, all of our paleo madness. I just want to really, as in show notes, I recommend this article called How to Sleep written by a doctor who talked about his time in residency that crazy time when you're working on 36-hour shifts and it just covers a ton of the conventional wisdom and mythology about sleep and it's one of the better collections of all so much of that information like can't I just drink coffee and <laughs> still be okay can right. i train myself you know to need less sleep um it's a it's a it's a really interesting article as an experiment quoting as an experiment for his high school science fair in 1964 a 17 year old san diego boy named randy gardner stayed awake for 264 hours oh, that so is that's 11 days 11 days oh my god since 1964 the standards for science fair safety have changed anyway it's a very good article if you struggle with sleep like i do i recommend this article it's got lots of great stuff in it i mean you know some of the bottom line is just some of the boring obvious stuff try to go to bed and wake up at the same time you know if 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 making screens is keeping you awake he's saying like you know the night vision type things maybe maybe won't have such an effect especially if having the night vision on there makes you stare at the screen for longer which i thought was an interesting oh right because you feel double turns out right okay like, even if you don't buy the formerly conventional wisdom that the blueness of screens keeps you awake, I think there's still some, like, again, asterisks and questions and question marks about how much that's true. Anyway, just check out this article. It's really good How to Sleep by James Hamblin. Nice. hmm. Good one. Got a bit of follow up from a listener. Listener Jesse. Uh, last week I was asking about whether or how I could back up Minecraft worlds from off of Minecraft PE right. on iOS. Uh, Listener Jesse uh, wrote us a nice note, um, excerpted here. Uh, Despite the horrifying name, I have personally used iFunbox <laughs> to back up and restore Minecraft PE worlds between devices. Many times it's been a lifesaver. So I grabbed a copy and I looked at it. It's a lot like PhoneView. Mm-hmm. Remember that app, mm-hmm. the one we talked about, where you can go in and like see basically the directory structure of your phone and pull stuff off? I have not, I think I'm doing it wrong on my unjailbroken. Uh, iPhone, but I, I was not able to pull things off and restore them to another device. So I think I'm doing it wrong. But if you're looking for a successor to Phone View, you might still want to check out iFunBox. They have a, uh, a demo, a limited functionality
0: demo. Right. I, I have notes. used iFunBox. I have not tried the Minecraft thing with it, but I think part of what changed there was a, there was an update to iOS a few versions back that changed if and how some of these apps work or can work. I don't remember yeah, the details Yeah, it's like broken out a, into
1: these two sections now. It used to be everything was right, exposed, and right. now there's like this area you can't get into if it's not jailbroken and in this right. area of like just loose data files. It's kind of confusing. But also, you know, just check out iPhone Box. But um, they still haven't put out the Adventure Time mashup pack for people. I know.
0: I don't know what's going on.
1: Every single, twice a day, I'm getting browbeaten about this. I wish they'd do that soon.
0: Well, uh, the other thing I wanted to follow up with you on was, uh, you know, a week later after WWDC and the announcements of the new iPad and things like that, have you any newer or different opinions on what was announced? Are you thinking maybe a Mm. new iPad or still comfortable Mm. with what you have? Mm. Mm. You want one now, don't you?
1: Mm. Yeah. I shouldn't say. Did you get one? Mm. You did? Uh, No, I ordered one but it doesn't arrive till the end of the month. And then I just looked at the Apple store and they're available in store right now.
0: You should mm-hmm. go get one. What, what did no, you get? I with? don't need
1: it. I don't what need it. What did you get I it want, with? I want the 10.5. I want it.
0: Yeah. But I mean, what did you, uh, what did you order? How was your order? What'd you get?
1: I mean, I did it on the Apple app store. Yeah, but I mean, what,
0: uh, what, what what did you get? You get a Wi-Fi configuration. Yes. Oh, this ugh. is a, a nerd show. I don't want to say you get space. You got the space gray. I'm going to just gray. guess. I'm going to guess. No. Yeah. You don't want me to guess?
1: I just don't want to sound fancy. It's I, just you, a, okay. You got you know. the
0: space gray. You got. I think you got two fifty six, but maybe mm-hmm. you went in all the way to five twelve, yeah. which is great. And I don't think you got the cellular. Knowing you, mm-hmm. you're a tether mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm.
1: of man. Tether man. Tether man. It's pretty tempting, pretty tempting. I'm still very excited about that WWDC. And the more I think about it and hear about, it, the more I see the little, not leaks, such a stupid word. Let's stop using that word wrong. Yeah, seriously. The more that people like put out screenshots of what this stuff can do now, oh my God, there are so many little improvements. So many big improvements, but then so many little improvements that are out there as well. Like there's going to be, like, I mean, just dumb, not dumb stuff, but stuff like forcing Um, apps to let you choose whether you want location tracking on when you're not using the app. Right. Like with Uber, again, Uber, like it's either got to be on all the time or you shut it off. And if you shut it off, the app doesn't work. And it's like, oh, really? So adding those kinds of things, it's going to be great. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of little things I'm really looking forward to. Just for what it's worth, um, pretty much everybody I know who has installed The iOS 11 beta. Yeah. Not everybody, but a lot of people. It's not there yet for something that's your production everyday use device. I would say very much hold off if you can possibly stand it because I think Mike Hurley has two dead, you know, turning itself on over and over iPads right now. Um, Be very (laughs) circumspect about that. Unless it is an old iPad that you don't mind basically being not very useful for a while. I would say wait a little longer. It won't even, I don't think it'll be that long till the public beta. But I mean, I would even just wait two more iterations at least on the developer beta if you want, th- want it to be useful for anything, would right, be my advice. Right. You know, that's, that's going to be frustrating and disruptive. Uh, I'm very way- excited, though. I think they're, I think they did a lot. I stand by what I said. I think they showed a lot of really good, the beginnings of what everybody wanted. Which is like, hey, we're not abandoning that thing. We're not gonna, we're right. not gonna stonewall on this thing. We're doing that thing now. Now again, like everybody else, I want to see two years of this kind of wood behind the arrow. Right. But I think it's, I, I do think it's very encouraging. It's better than
0: nothing. Well, I put into the show notes oh, a review from Ars Technica of the ten and a half inch iPad Pro, and one of the things that they were saying. And, and they say this right here in the subtitle, uh, more RAM, great screen and better keyboard will all shine once iOS 11 is out. And so they're basically saying, yes, it is great. It has all these amazing things, but for it to be the breakout product or the amazing product that it is, yeah. it, it needs to kind of be paired with iOS 11 for you to really see this thing shine.
1: Yeah, hundred hundred percent. And the the down. I mean, the thing that's this is so obvious to most of our listeners, probably. But things to be aware of when you're getting an early beta. I mean, the obvious thing is it's a beta. It's not done yet. Right. There's still tons of stuff in there that they know is broken. That's what a beta is. But here's the other side of this: that software will not be optimized for a very long time. So it is. I mean, because they're still making it. They're not oh, yeah. going to. Refactor is probably the wrong word, but they're not going to optimize the performance of that software for months, Right, which means, first of all, it's going to be really slow. The reports I'm hearing, second, uh, people are getting about half their usual battery life. Mm,
0: that's a big So, one. Yeah, I mean, in Keep mind. in mind that the public beta, which is when Apple feels it's okay for normal humans Potentially geeky normal humans to, to yeah. even run it. That's and July.
1: Have generally been pretty safe.
0: Yeah, and that's not till July. So yeah. you know, that's a full month, maybe even two months, uh, if if they don't. you Depending on if that might mean July, you know, the last day of July.
1: <laughs> the Apple, the Apple July. The Apple July. Like Eleven fifty nine. Right. You know? <laughs>
0: Right, You know, I, that's when that's the first point when I would suggest people consider even running it unless you're a developer, unless you are, unless you have a dedicated device just to mess around with, with it on. And it's not coming out officially until fall. Again, Apple's fall. What does that really mean? Um, will it right. be? Like,
1: will, or like, like with the air, the, um, the home pod where like they're saying the end of the year. And there's no reason to think that's going to be any earlier than like right before the ball drops on New Year's Eve. Yeah. I mean, they tend to be pretty, they wait as long as they can, but they've, you know, they've given people reason to think, well, maybe I don't want to go too deep in this particular ecosystem. Maybe I don't want to replace this with a Hackintosh. Yeah. You know, there's all these different kinds of things where you're like, well, at least now, I mean, that's, that doesn't say much. They were announcements, and I think you have to be somewhat circumspect about announcements, especially with the HomePod. My gut is the HomePod is going to do a lot more than they showed us. I mean, I think that screen's going to be a screen. Some people suggested maybe it's going to be a router. Like, I think there's a lot still to be seen about that. But they showed us what they could. But that does what it needed to do, which is to say, listen, you know, we're not going to keep you on the line. Right saying like oh you know we're not going to keep doing you know half dropping handkerchiefs like this is the thing that we're doing it's just that it's not right now and i, I, I
0: think that's better than nothing i think you're right and i think one of the things that uh that is going to be very interesting when the home pod does actually drop is to get those people i fix it or whoever to tear down one of those things i would not be surprised uh if they find Ability for it to do routing, ability for it to do a whole bunch of other things that Apple hasn't announced yet that will Mm -hmm. be woken up with software at some point. But you know, like I'm not expecting iOS 11 to drop until the iPad event, and I mean, I'm iPad iPhone event in in -hmm. September. That would be the earliest I would expect it to be released, Um, or maybe not even until those phones start shipping. That's when I think iOS 11 will probably. Come out. I, I might be wrong. Been wrong plenty. In the yeah, past, I mean that but,
1: makes that makes sense. But that's yeah. you know. So
0: so for people who are thinking, oh yeah, I want I want to I want that little taskbar thing. I, I mean, if you've
1: got if you've got a relatively modern iPad, and you see the thing Gruber
0: Steve Trouton Smith
1: uh, had about how it looks like there might be a way to do dragging on the iPhone.
0: Yeah, I did see that. That's they, crazy. They were saying that it's disabled, so that all the cool dragging stuff that you saw. I'll put this into the show notes, all the cool stuff that we saw demoed uh, that was on the iPad. Uh, there is a guy who he says, uh, Steve, uh, his Steve name is, Smith. He's yeah, a,
1: he's a, he's a baller.
0: He says, let's be clear. Drag and drop is enabled with preference keys on iPhone. It's not like they haven't built it. They just don't think we want it. And then he has little upside down happy face emoji where <laughs> he's running it in a SIM in an iPhone simulator where he's, enabled preferences somehow and yeah it's dragging and dropping on the iphone so that's that's gonna come that'll be here we'll get that
1: my basic dumb advice would be like if you've got an ipad that you're actually not using right now that this can run on put it on that one yeah definitely Do not put this on something that you need to use in the next three days right i think that's probably pretty safe advice good advice but exciting times yeah put out computers sir yeah um we should probably wrap soon. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We've been at it. <gasps> um, let's see. Let's do – could we do one, uh, one listener note uh, Yeah, yeah. I see it might run too long. Listener Tim wants us to discuss the following issue. Making peace with the fact that you'll never get to everything. When to delete old ideas. How to keep good old ideas separated from good new ideas. How often to dive into the depths of your captured stuff and reconsider your long-term goals. I try to do this every year or so, but at some point I abandon the dregs of my outboard brain because there are more interesting, more urgent things to do. Should my captured stuff just continue to age forever? A lot of facets to that, but I thought it was an interesting question.
0: Yeah, it isn't it? Well, you you take it. Mm -hmm. I mean, in
1: some ways, I think he's perhaps unintentionally answering his own question. I mean, there's at least two big parts to what he's saying because there's always two things with me. I mean, one is the like, how do you make peace with the fact that you'll never get stuff done? And then from a practical standpoint, what do you do with all those quote-unquote old ideas? Do you differentiate them from the quote-unquote new ideas? Um, I think it's a Buddhist gift. I think realizing, I mean, I think not doing stuff can be a very good thing. And I think it can be very psychologically, emotionally, professionally healthy, To accept and embrace the fact that you're not going to do everything Mm -hmm. for a million reasons, but you know the 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 people who cling to this stuff, not the that sounds accusatory, but like there's a certain kind of caricature I can imagine of somebody who's like, oh, I really wanted I wanted my band to make it big when I was 17, (laughs) and I've kind of been half-assing it since, and like it could still happen, so like I keep this cable around and stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, but that's that's kind of an anchor. That, that that anchors you to another age and like one of the best gifts that you can give yourself is to is to give yourself the relief of knowing you'll never do everything because then you know what that means if you only did one more good thing in the rest of your life what would that be like i would not worry about combing through all of those piles i mean sure you could but instead why don't you put all of that away and say like i want to do one more great thing in my life like what would that be And that's the thing that that you want to work on. And if that means mowing the lawn, like that's okay. That is so much, you mowing the lawn is going to accomplish so much more this weekend than you wondering if you're ever going to get the band to get a Grammy Award. Mm. Like there's something so invigorating about realizing you can't do it all. And in order to do something that comports with the human that you are now, I think it's really valuable to not even sweat the stuff that wasn't done. Like, how is that going to make you feel better about it? And again, feel free to reject this if you have a way that's different than this and it works for you. But I don't know. I think there's something really smart about, you know, it's so easy to not realize how fast time goes by and how much things change and how much you are in some ways a different person than you realized. And maybe the version of you that's banging around in your head and banging around in all of those outboard brains and notebooks. I mean, is that the person that you are now? Is that reasonable for you to be expecting that of yourself? So that's my short version. It's just, I think, give yourself a break but also, like, come up with something, maybe even a short-term project, but something new that's exciting. I mean, are you out of ideas? Mm, okay, we'll go and look at all that stuff. But I'll bet there's something you're not aware of right now that's on your mind that could be something really uh, exciting, good, useful, professionally useful, uh, is my
0: thought on that. I like that. I mean, What do you think? Well, you know, you get into the whole concept of, of doing nothing, right? And that kind of connects to me in my strange brain as, you know, like, appropriate attention. And when... When is it a time to observe, to react, to think, to respond? And we're very in. I'm. Everyone's guilty of this. I'm especially guilty of it. Is that you know we we tend to respond to things when they happen instead of taking that moment of of pausing and the slow roll thing. You know, like you talked about, and we we I have to link up that episode. That was a good one. Slow your roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Act yeah, all right. All right. But uh, I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, it's two, 237. Gosh. Mm. Uh, but, you know, having a... Having that, getting, giving yourself that moment to just not... You know, like how often have you been in a, in a meeting or something at work or on a phone call or something where you're listening to someone talk about something and you're doing everything that you can to stifle that response that you really, really want to make, to, to not... Say that one thing that you really, really want to say, and how frustrating that feeling is, that emotion is, you know, and being able to sort of conquer that, and just know that like you'll you'll get your chance. Like my kids, they, you know, if you say something like, "Well, dad, 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 no, but dad, dad, dad," you know, they want to interrupt, they want to say the thing that's on their mind, and there's that challenge of being able to decide: can can you respond? When should you respond? How should you respond? Waiting to respond. There can be a value in in that as well. I don't know if that's that's sort of a tangent to what you are saying, but it's it's something.
1: No, I mean, I think it's I think it's all related. I mean, it's but I mean, there's there's also just this general thread of like there's this there's this version of you that you're keeping in some kind of mental bell jar, right? And just waiting to spring out in the public, and it's like that, you know the real you is going to atrophy as long as you think that there's, you're going to break the glass in case of emergency and and bring out the excellent version of yourself. You know, you're as, you're as, as as good and useful as like what you can do now. And that's a bummer. Like to hear that when you're 25, you go, what? But you know, that's, you're only going to be able to ever do so much. And like, you know, a thousand unfinished plans is not nearly as useful as one decent thing.
0: Mm. That's pretty Mm. cool. I like, did you just come up with that one? I, I
1: think so. I'm that not sure. That's a big one. Keep looking at these corgis. Man,
0: oh, I had one uh, one little bit, little of, bit. Uh, of of trivia of data mm-hmm. data for you uh, to file away. Uh, the longest lived captive wombat <gasps> lived to 34 years of age. The oldest known living wombat, whose name is Patrick. <laughs> turned 31 years old in 2016.
1: Happy birthday, Patrick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's nice to know. Yeah. See, a lot of people don't know when you buy one of those birds or you buy a turtle. Like, they live a pretty long time. Yeah, I know. You're stuck with that. You Ugh. got, like, salmonella on sal- salmonella on the half shell. <sighs> la, la, la. <laughs> don't bite the turtle. Don't even lick the shell. I know you will. And the little neck stretches out and the claws and the claws and the claws. Don't. Lick the turtle. <laughs> All
0: right, let's button this up. I love you. I love you too, Merlin Man.
1: La la la.